It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 715, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Friday, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and lots more. You send in the questions, and I answer them for you. When I'm not doing this podcast, I'm actually the Department Chair of Nutrition and Basic Sciences at Bastyr University, California, where I also serve as an assistant professor. I also hold two faculty positions at other institutions. I've been featured in over 70 different media outlets for my expertise on nutrition, fitness, stress management, and have presented research findings at a number of conferences. And I do have some formal education as it relates to these topics. I have my Doctor of Public Health degree with an emphasis in chronic disease prevention and nutrition. I also have a Master of Public Health degree with an emphasis in health promotion and health education. I'm also a certified health education specialist, a registered dietitian nutritionist, and a certified exercise physiologist through the American College of Sports Medicine. I love answering your questions, so definitely keep sending them in. And if I haven't answered them yet, I promise I'll get around to it. In fact, I'm due for another speed round, so I'll let you know when that's gonna happen. But again, keep sending in those questions. And with that, let's hear today's question as we optimize your life. Hi, Dr. Neil. This is Dasha from Sacramento, and I have a diet nutrition question for you. So I've started eating healthier. For example, I cook a lot more, and I'm getting a lot more fruits and vegetables, but I'm still struggling with the sugar aspect. So I have a lot of sugar, whether it's in something baked or in chocolate or like adding it to a smoothie. And I was wondering if maybe having lots of nutrients at least partially compensates for that um, sugar intake. But also I do want to decrease um, the amount of sugar I eat. So I would want to know what kind of suggestions you have for that and what daily dosage of sugar do you estimate? Thank you. Thank you for your question, Dasha. I'm so glad to hear that you've already been so successful with your diet changes. You mentioned that you've been incorporating more fruits and vegetables into your daily meals. I can't tell you how many folks promised that they will eat more plant-based foods only to find that it was simply an empty promise. The fact that you've been able to do this is fantastic. So, it sounds like you are ready to move on to decreasing your sugar intake. Now, I'll often get the question, how can I remove all sugar from my diet. Dasha, I do realize that this was not your question specifically, but I wanted to quickly address this because it will make the rest of what I'm going to say make a lot more sense. It is impossible to remove all sugar from the diet. This is because pretty much everything we eat is composed of sugar in one form or another. Fruit, for example, contains fructose, a type of sugar. Vegetables, even green leafy vegetables, contain some sugar. Vegetables need sugar to survive and grow. Alcohol, whether it's wine, beer, or hard liquor, contains sugar. That's basically what's getting fermented. The body even converts parts of the fats and oils we consume to sugar. So as you can see, it would be impossible to avoid all sugar in our diet. So the trick is to reduce the amount of added sugars we consume. Why should we bother watching how many added sugars we consume each day? Well, researchers have found that regularly consuming lots of added sugar over years and years can increase a person's risk for developing many of the chronic diseases that are so common, especially in the US. Consuming lots of added sugars for years and years increases the risk for heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, and even some forms of cancer. 
This doesn't mean we need to avoid all added sugars all the time, though. While the body doesn't prefer it, it is equipped to handle small doses of this stuff. So where do added sugars come from then? They are most often found in the foods we likely already know we should be consuming less often. Sodas, candy, sweet breakfast cereals, baked goods like cookies, cakes, donuts, you know, most desserts. You get the idea. Dasha, you mentioned adding sugar to smoothies. So yes, that's something we can work on because technically that's added sugar. You also asked if there was a way to offset this high sugar intake. The goal really is to try and slow down how quickly that added sugar gets absorbed into the bloodstream. That's what seems to do the most damage. To do this, consider consuming some fiber or protein with your meals and snacks. So, using your smoothie as an example, if the recipe calls for some plain yogurt or leafy greens like kale, that can help slow down the body's absorption of that sugar you added. Now, yogurt's not a great source of fiber, but it is a good source of protein. On the contrary, kale is not a good source of protein, but it is a good source of fiber. So if the recipe calls for one or the other or both, those may help. Let's use another example. Say you like having a piece of toast for breakfast. If you're using bread of a whole grain variety, that means it likely contains some dietary fiber, which will help slow down the body converting it to sugar. Then if you top it with like, let's say a tablespoon of nut butter, you would add protein and even more fiber. And again, this will help slow down the body's processing of these foods and converting them into sugar. So, is it possible to get too much added sugar in the diet? Yes. The American Heart Association recently set some added sugar guidelines. They're different for men and women. For women, the recommendation is to consume no more than six teaspoons or about 25 grams of added sugars each day. For men, The ideal is to consume no more than nine teaspoons or about 36 grams of added sugars each day. It gets tricky to follow these guidelines because if you were to look for added sugars on food labels, it's not always obvious. Not all food manufacturers list the amount of added sugars in their products separately. Luckily, this will change once the US implements its new food label policy. But in the meantime, we have to do a little detective work. If you don't see a specific added sugars line on the nutrition facts label, then jump down to the ingredients list. Take a look at really the first five ingredients specifically. If any of those first five ingredients are sugar or its cousins like honey, molasses, cane sugar, sweeteners, high fructose corn syrup, glucose, sucrose, maltose, galactose, anything that ends in os, then it likely contains quite a bit of sugar. There are so many sneaky ways to list sugar on the ingredients list and it's a challenge to keep track of them all. Here's a little trick. If the form of sugar on the ingredients list sounds fancy, like it's called sucrose or maltose or galactose, etc., these are probably added sugars. And that means in this case, if you were to purchase that product, just watch how much of it you're consuming or maybe select one that doesn't contain as many added sugars. I hope this helps, Dasha, and I wish you continued success. And I thank you again for the question. Dasha, you're gonna be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book. And if you wanna be in the raffle, send me a question. Just come by oldpodcast.com slash ask. You can record right from your computer's microphone. It's really easy. And you can even play back your message and do retakes before sending it in. Or you can call in your question. The phone number is 61 I love ohd 
Both methods are in this episode's description, which you can find at oldpodcast.com. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you for your continued support. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you back here on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember, your optimal life awaits.